KK, here we go, my friends. Podcast number 201. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And this podcast is simply in response to a question I received not that long ago about why I chose to be Buddhist, basically is what is what the question comes down to asking. Now, last week, uh, March 12th, was my 17th anniversary in taking refuge in Buddhism. And I got a... Uh, I, I posted some information on social media. And then uh, one of my childhood friends obviously is tuning into my podcast, a uh, little JFK, yes indeed, John Klimak, South Bend, Indiana, time frame, uh, just posted something on social media like, hey, why did you choose Buddhism and why, uh, why not make it a podcast? Why not make it a podcast? Now, I don't really talk about me being Buddhist so much, and I'm. this is certainly not a, a Buddhism podcast, not like uh, Zen Talks or anything like that. Uh, this is basically a podcast about my one-handed life. However, I have uh, mentioned Buddhism a lot and, and have had stories revolving around Buddhism and even my uh, my Tibetan Buddhist teacher, Dzogchen Kempo Choga Rinpoche, indeed, indeed. And uh, basically, he asked me that question. So, you know, at first I wasn't going to do it. I don't really want to do podcasts. You know, it's not a Buddhist podcast. But I do get asked this occasionally, especially with a lot of people I have known who I knew before I was Buddhist. Buddhist. So here we go, my friends. Uh, let me just say this. I was born and raised Roman Catholic. Yes, my mother, both my parents are Catholic. My mother is very devotedly Mexican Roman Catholic, and that means something. There's a lot of Guadalupe there and, and, and a lot of Day of the Dead and just very, very devoted. I went to private Catholic School for 15 years, yes, one through eighth grade, St. John the Baptist. And then my freshman year in high school, I attended LaSalle High School, public high school. But then I transferred to St. Joseph High School, finished my last three years out there. Now, mind you, when I was in grade school, one through eight, we went to church every day and then typically on Sundays. Um, and I took part in a lot of, a lot of, Catholic ceremonies and was an altar boy and things like that. I just, you know, I need to say, I need to say that I really didn't have any issues with the Catholic religion or in religion in general. You know, I think if you're an extreme fanatic in any direction, it's not that good. But generally, I, I believe that people's faith is a good, good thing. And uh, I never really had any issues with Catholicism. I, I thought it was a little tough going to private Catholic school, especially in the early years, first, second, third, fourth grade. Uh, yeah, just the nuns were a little funky, almost almost stereotypical. But uh, in the end, I had a very good experience. I, and there was a couple of—one teacher, a nun, really stood out, Sister Michelle— 
Uh, and then I have a lot of great friends from that time frame. So no real big issue growing up Catholic. But, you know, after I left high school and started to attend Indiana University, I, I basically stopped practicing religion. Um, for whatever reason that was, I just, I simply kind of separated myself from it. And really not, didn't have a lot of negative things to say about it, just something that I wasn't really into, something that I, I didn't really engage in or actually give a lot of thought to. But if people asked me what my religion was, I would say that I, I was born and raised Roman Catholic, I guess, but I'm not a practicing Catholic. If you ask me what my religion is right now, I would simply say what the Dalai Lama says, my religion is kindness, just being kind. Um, and, and this is what I mean about the podcast not really being about Buddhism. I don't really practice Buddhism as a religion per se. And really that comes down to what you know, what your definition of religion is, I don't really believe Buddhism is that. But I don't, I'm not going to get into the Buddhist teachings, so to speak, but just basically why I am Buddhist. And then, you know, I spent a lot of years uh, at Indiana University, three, three or four, then I moved out to Seattle and I had a lot of fun living in Seattle in the early 90s. Wow. This podcast is not about to share any of those stories, but I lived wild and free. Uh, yeah, and I did a lot of, you know, I ingested a lot of things that kind of tweaked out my brain on a short-term basis. So, um, yeah, religion was never really high on the brain until I moved to Boise, you know, back in 97, 98, and then started doing Aikido. Okay, now, let me stop there, let me stop there, and let me back it up a little bit, uh, because my father, even though was uh, Catholic, claimed to be Catholic, uh, he was very much into Buddhism very quietly. And I just always remember in our house, there's, there was always a statue of Buddha, and in fact, I I have my father's statue of Buddha with me. It's one of my most... Uh, a revered, loved, and most precious possessions is the statue of Buddha that my father had. Um, and then, I, you know, I grew up watching cheesy kung fu movies, right? And if you know anything about kung fu, it's, it is based on Buddhism. You know, the, the, the monk Bodhidharma, 27th in line to Gautama Siddhartha, the person we call Buddha, uh, left India, came to China, ended up staying at the Shaolin Temple and started training the monks there. And then, you know, a hundred years later, Kung Fu came from that, right? So a lot of people don't really know that the martial arts, specifically Kung Fu, is really based in, in Buddhism. And the, the Shaolin Monastery is both a Buddhist monastery and a martial art monastery. It's really, it's quite amazing. And I've been there. I went there pilgrimage uh, back in 2017. Um, but I grew up, Saturday mornings, we'd watch cartoons, and then it was four hours of kung fu theater. And <laughs> I just always have so many great memories of Shaolin monks flying through the air, you know, bamboo, flying through bamboo trees, and just doing incredible feats. And I always thought it was just so incredibly cool. Now, and who can't be down with Bruce Lee, right? Just all of that, all of that. However, when I moved to Boise, I started practicing 
uh, a Japanese martial art Aikido. And then my real first Aikido mentor in Sensei, Tijabel Sensei, is a Zen priest. Uh, and I started doing just a lot of Zen. And it just, you know, it, it kind of naturally fit in the martial arts. You know, in, in Japan, martial artists study warrior class. Zen Buddhism is the Soto Zen, which I practiced. I was part of a Zen order. And, and uh, you know, I just all through my martial art experience, the just the, the, the stillness of meditation and Zen was always a part of that always a part of that. But then, you know, hey, my dad acquired cancer one day and nine months later he died and it was incredibly difficult and I was going through a lot of suffering. Okay, let me just go deep for a moment. At this time frame was the most extreme that I've ever suffered in my whole life. And I, you know, I had a martial art business. I was working a day job. You know, my dad had died. My mom was freaking out. It was just... Her, her, horrifically tragic, okay, but nothing like what a lot of people around the world experience. But for me, that was my suffering at the time, and it was pretty extreme. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to get into it. I've gotten into it a little bit on some podcasts, but I'll just say that one day at my martial arts school, uh, this nine-year-old girl, Sarah King, she noticed I was not doing well, and she asked me, she's like, hey, Sensei, what do you need? And I was like, right now, what do I need? Like, what do I want? She asked me what what I want. And I said, right now, what I want is I just, I don't want to suffer anymore. And and I really meant it. Now, no one's standing in the suffering line, but people, we do it, right? Because we misunderstand what is the cause of suffering and we misunderstand what is the cause of happiness. And typically humans, you know, we chase happiness through suffering, and that doesn't work. We want happiness, but we engage in what causes suffering. So it's just, it's a weird paradox that we're stuck in. And I just remember, you know, I said that and I meant it. I just don't want to suffer anymore. And she's like, well, you know, there's a Buddhist teacher teaching across the street at this Dharma center that just started up in Boise. It's across the street from my house. And somewhere in the back of my head, I don't know where it was. It must have been one of those cheesy kung fu movies or something. Or I don't even know. I don't even know. I just remember a memory that Dharma can end all of your suffering. And I thought, you know what? I'm going. And yeah, and I went. I went. And my teacher was there. <laughs> and he's the same teacher I have right now. And... uh you know what? I never left his side. I came in. He asked me what I was doing there. And I said, I don't want to suffer anymore. And he said, good, sit down. And then, you know, later the teaching started and he taught. He taught on exactly what I needed to hear. And I got to tell you, like, you know, I'd, I'd known about Buddhism my whole life. I'd been doing Zen, but I'd never experienced anything, anything like this, like nothing like this. Everything that I was hearing made so much sense and offered so much clarity and was exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. Oh, it was so completely liberating. And I had a very profound, like viscerally profound experience uh, with my teacher. And, you know, when it was all over that day, just that one day, I thought, you know what? I don't really know what happened in that experience. And I don't really know so much, but I can tell you what, like, there's something here, and I need to engage in this more deeply. 
I need to really give it the college try. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, the more I practice Buddhism, the less I suffer. And since I've taken refuge, since I've been Buddhist, I am more happy more of the time, regardless of what goes on, even bad stuff, like because I understand what causes that. And I understand how my thinking works, and I understand what is the cause of suffering, and I realize what is the cause of happiness. So even though bad things happen in my life, I'm still happy, right? And I'll tell you what, less and less bad things happen because I understand the nature of karma, and uh, I understand the nature of what causes suffering and what causes happiness. So it's it's very clear for me to know what to do and where to go and what to avoid. <laughs> so it just, you know, for me, it makes sense to, to be Buddhist, to stay Buddhist. Once I ran into a, uh, a family member that was in my dojo, their kids grew up in my dojo, and I saw him at uh, the Boise Bicycle Project. And he's like, oh, hey, Alejandro, what's going on? I was like, oh, just doing this and this and this. And, and I mentioned Buddhism. He's like, oh, so Buddhism, how is that working for you? And he said it in such an interesting way. And I was like, you know what? It's working great. It's working great. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's been incredible. And the more I practice, the less I suffer. That's why I'm Buddhist. That's why I stay, you know, because it, it helps me help everyone. It's really, yeah, it's really very, very beneficial. But I'll tell you, from the moment I truly encountered Buddhism, Zen, Dharma, Vajrayana, Dzogchen, what any aspect of it, it has always been a benefit in my life, right? And I'm not saying that there was anything wrong with Catholicism. It's just, you know, it really, it did not end my suffering in the way that I wanted. And Buddhism does. So I think, hey, this works for me. I'm going to stick with it. And yeah, I'm extremely devoted Buddhist. I practice every day. I, I do a lot of practice. I spend, you know, I've spent two-month internships, two months of my life at, at, at the Dzogchen Retreat Center. I lovingly recall it the, uh, call it the monastery, but it's not a monastery. It's a retreat center for Buddhism. But I do internships there. I've been teaching Buddhism since 2004. I'm in charge of the Boise Dharma Center. I've been teaching nonstop. Uh, 2017, I did two months at the Dzogchen Retreat Center and then spent a month in Tibet. I've done pilgrimages to, to Tibet, the Shaolin Temple in China. This uh, Last year, I made it to Nepal before COVID went big. Yeah, I was on another pilgrimage, and I plan on going back to Nepal, back to Tibet, and back to China in the next year and a half. I mean, I am, yeah, I am devoted to Buddhism. And you know, why am I Buddhist? Because it, it helps me end all of my suffering. You know, why did I go there? Because it seemed to make sense and then it actually works for me. So, you know, if there was something out there that can help you end your suffering, right? Like totally decrease your suffering and increase your happiness, no matter what's going on in your life. I think most people would grab onto it, you know, and if that happens to be Mormon is, you know, if if that's if you're a Mormon and that works great, if you're Catholic and that and, and that works great, if you're Christian and that works great, Hindu, that works great, Muslim, you tell me if it's working for you, let it work. But for me, I'm Buddhist. And I, I'll when when I first came to it, it just everything made so much sense. 
just absolute clarity, like it resonated. And I thought, yeah, this this works. And the more I do it, the more sense it makes and the less I suffer. So I think, yeah, you can't stop me now. I mean, why, why stop a good thing? Why stop a good thing? So there you go, my friends. I'm, I'm Buddha, 17 years, took refuge. You know, I've been with my teacher almost 20 years, uh, 19 years and like four months, something like that. I've been studying Zen since 1999. Um, yeah. It's it's my thing. It's my thing. So there you go, my friends. Podcast number 200, 201. Basically, why? Why Buddhism? Why Buddhism? Okay, there you go, my friends. There it is. Stay cool. Be brave. Be kind. Take care of your mama. And uh, smile more. See, I told you. He's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.